0: everyone, welcome back to the Kicks and Picks podcast. The full crew is here. It's Coach Steve with Scotty and Nick. Nick's voice is still on the fritz, if you heard him on the Champions League special with Scotty earlier in the week. But Nick is battling through the flu, not even flu-like symptoms anymore. He officially has a flu. You know, when they, they list the players with flu-like symptoms, that is Nick. But he's he's got it. And I guess we'll kick off, boys, with Champions League. We are now down to the final. Um... Scotty had the the correct picks on the Monday pod. Nick yes, he did. 50-50. So I'll let you guys talk about it. I was at work. You guys got to watch these matches and and they were not even close, huh?
1: Yeah, the, the, these matches were not nearly as competitive as the the first legs. And I, I say that knowing that like Inter one 2-0 in the in the first leg, but really after the first 15 minutes, it was definitely a little bit more evened out. I think Nick you and I both are in agreement that that was a really disappointing showing from Milan uh uh yeah. on Tuesday because they yep. didn't really look like they were that interested in challenging. I mean there was open play for the first I don't know 20 25 minutes of the first half and some really great save by the keepers um so fair play to to um to Onana and, and Magnan. um but at, at the end of the day like they they never really challenged you know, outside no. of that opening 20 minutes, they, they were very fine with Inter having a lot of possession. Um, Leao was quiet. Um, mm-hmm. he had one chance that in the first half that he rolled it across the face of the goal, and then he had another shot on target that didn't count as a shot on target in the second half. That was a weak header.
2: Twitter um, seems split on that, by the way. For what, yeah, I, I'm, I'm in agreement pass.
1: with you, but Twitter seems split. People are saying that's a pass. I, I don't think. You, you can't really say a guy who is there's in the nobody in front of, the of box him besides the goalie who yeah. <laughs> gets across and heads it in the direction of the goal where the keepers has to come out and grab it. I don't think you can call that a pass, but no. I guess that's how live score whoever is in charge of these things decide to call it. So um, but yeah, I guess like the bottom line was that just Milan never really looked like they're gonna, you know, challenge the the goal uh for for Inter and Inter took advantage. Um yeah. it was the guy that we said wouldn't score La Toro. So unfortunately for us, he, he actually came through in that instance, <laughs> but um, other than that, I mean, it was just, it never really felt like it, things are going to go Milan's way.
2: No, I, I think we handicapped the game perfectly over two legs. Uh, there was no surprise at the final outcome. What you said is correct. What was surprising. was just how little Milan brought to this game. I, I certainly expected them to fight a little bit harder. I expected them to maybe even get a goal. Um, but just wasn't to be, I mean, they, they just, the reality is this champions league run for them. Um, I don't want to say miraculous, that's not fair, but it was fortuitous. I think that's a, a good way of putting it, right? They beat the teams that were in front of them. They, they caught some teams on their level or worse, which is very fortunate. They took care of business when they needed to. But at this stage of the season, with their squad made up the way it is, with their injuries hitting them the way they have, Inter was just too good. So um, I don't think there were too many surprises in that one.
1: Yeah, and I think I'm trying to go through some of these these matches real quick, but I, I think Inter scored more goals in the semifinals than Milan did all knockout rounds. I think that's that's correct, right? Inter had three, and I think Milan did. They have one game where they went off. Um, they had a one-one and a one-zero over Napoli. They had one, yeah. They had one-one-one. So that was two, three. All right. So I think they had, yeah. They had the one-zero oh, versus um, Tottenham, yeah. and then a zero-zero, yep. and then. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So, so no surprise for, there for Milan the whole Champions League knockout stages, and and three goals for Inter just in the semifinals. I think yeah. that's the tail of the tape.
2: Yeah, uh, and the other game definitely a little more disappointing for us. R.I.P. Our brutal. Real Madrid future. Um, I think another thing Scotty and I had said in our preview episodes, uh, Real needed to win that first leg. Yeah, they, they very well could have won that first leg. They didn't. Got a little bit unlucky, and um. Listen, here, here's the reality. City playing their game uh, on their night, you saw it. You saw everything they that they're capable of. And they're pretty much unbeatable if they come to
1: play in this fashion. Yeah, they smoked. I mean, it, the first 20 minutes, to say it was all City is like an understatement. They had, I think it was, what, 82% possession yeah. leading up it, to that. It looked like goal.
2: 11 guys against like seven. It,
1: it was... I forget who who Liverpool played. They played somebody at home like a couple of weeks ago, one of the relegation squads, and they had something like 80% possession and all the announcers were talking about, it, I was like, this is setting the record for like, you know, most amount of possession in the first half in, in premier league history. And that's exactly what city did to real Madrid. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I don't really know who to blame for this real Madrid performance. Like, I think we were kind of, well, I was kind of joking about it That was Ancelotti's fault in, in the chat, but, um, it didn't, it just seemed like nothing that they were doing was working. They didn't really have an answer, which was just, it felt odd. No. And I I
2: think here's one thing that you don't often say about Real Madrid. I think player for player, they were overmatched. And I think the one thing that you said very correctly last episode was this is kind of the swan song for a lot of these players. And it really, really, really showed today. Um, whereas like a week ago, it, it somehow didn't, um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the, the guy's looked out of place. I mean, there's just no two ways about it. And I think um, a big difference, listen, Vinny Jr. has been exceptional. He can only do so much. Benzema last year versus Benzema this year has to be the main difference for this Real Madrid team. I don't know mm-hmm. that he necessarily has it to go forward. Um, you know, we mentioned kind of uh, some of the midfielders are getting up there in age. Um, Scotty and I, coach, I just want your thoughts on an agree or disagree. This is the end of... Real Madrid, as we know at this, t- this particular squad, as we know them, this is the end.
0: It seems like it based on the fact that Barca won, won the league. Some of these players are getting older. You know, I think they had their Champions League runs. It's not to say, like you said on the podcast, they're not going to, you know, completely reload because that's what this team tends to do. Right. They're, you know, they're the Galacticos for a reason. But I, I do think you'll see a couple of key players probably move on
1: yeah.
0: um, after this age, age catches up with everybody
1: it'll be interesting to see what goes on this summer because both Chelsea and Real Madrid are going to be looking for a striker and there's names in Italy that people keep throwing out there between Vlahovic and, and Osimhen. Osimhen probably more so than more likely than Vlahovic. But um, I feel like there's going to be some, some big checkbooks fighting it out for, you know, one or two key, key strikers. And I think we'll see some pretty interesting numbers this summer. Sure.
0: Yeah. So, have you guys looked at the the lines yet for the final? I'm scared
1: looked, too. I was oh, gonna play that game.
0: Yeah, uh, I was so, gonna play that game with you too. But all we'll right, play with so Nick. Let's, okay. let's see it,
1: Nick. Just give me what do you think Inter Milan money line is right now? Right now, I would have to
2: imagine they're in the plus 500 range. Yeah, plus 650. Yeah, 650. and I it's, I would say that City has got to be about minus 290. Yeah, 270. 270. pretty good. Yeah. Okay. What
0: would you say, like, to lift the trophy?
2: <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. City, like, minus 400.
0: 500. Oh, yeah. yeah. Brutal. And it, All right. So, plus 350. So, now stay you, tuned. Guys watch, you guys watch both those matches, and you don't have to get into detail because I know you'll do the final. Do you think, based on what you saw, those are accurate reflections of yeah.
1: these? I teams? said it. I said it after I said it before Milan or yeah, sorry, I said it before Inter scored their their one goal in the second leg before they made it basically 3-0 on aggregate. Um my pick as of the 50th minute of Inter versus Milan second leg is City minus one and or sorry, winner of the City Real match in this case it's city minus one and a half. Um, because I think either Real Madrid or City will would wipe the floor with Inter or even if Milan made it through, um, either either of those squads because it just watching the two games is it just it felt like two completely different games really like in terms of like how each team approached it. You know, Inter and, and, and Milan were very both very happy to just kind of play on the defensive side, and when they did have chances, they were far from clinical. Right, like we saw, D Diaz had a great chance in like the twenty fifth minute to get an opening goal and potentially put some pressure on Inter, and he hit it straight at the keeper. Um, so. I think it's just two different levels. Um, we knew when Nick and I previewed the, the bracket to start um, that the the one side of the bracket with Napoli and, and um, Inter and, and Milan was significantly weaker than the side that had Bayern and City and Real and even Chelsea. Um, and so I think that's kind of where where we're heading right now is is you're going to see probably City win pretty handedly. And it's, it's not going to be I don't expect it to be a very entertaining match.
0: Yeah, I I think you're looking at like a 75-25 possession split, probably (laughs) something like that, right? Because Inter's going to have to play on the counterattack. I'd love to see, you know, three Italian teams in the quarterfinals like we had, two in the semis. But I I do think the way the bracket played out played very favorably for the Setia sides, especially when you see the way these teams have performed in the league except for Napoli, and they were actually the ones that crashed out first. Um, It's going to be very difficult for Inter to beat City.
2: Yeah, listen, the only thing I'll say in this is the odds you just heard the odds. The odds are that way for a reason. I think everything Scott said is correct. City is very clearly the better side. Nobody is is saying anything otherwise. But we have to put a little bit of more respect on Inter. They got out of a very tough group. They have barely given up a goals in the yeah. second round. I don't even know that they've given up two goals um in the second round. So they're playing well. They're they're in the final for a reason. Um, you know, like there's nothing that tells me that the Real Madrid that played today would not be beaten by Inter. Um so uh, I'm hoping it's an entertaining game. I'm hoping it's a close game, um but we'll see. Well, let's uh wait until a little bit closer to kick off and and see how creative we can get with these bets.
0: Yeah, and I think the one thing that plays in Inter's favor just a little bit. I agree they're on paper mismatched, right? Is that it's a one off, and sometimes in a one-off, you sure. can get a fluke goal early and then Inter can dig in and kind of play the way we've seen them play and not really concede. Whereas in a two-legged affair, you saw what happened with, with Real Madrid, right? They were able to play them pretty well at home and yeah. unfortunately only got a one-one and then you had to go to the Etihad and look what happened. Inter yeah. won't have to worry about that aspect. Yeah. yeah. But you know, we've seen it with the last team to make a Champions League final was was Juve. They made it a couple times, right? And both times and in, in one offs against the big Spanish sides, they were overmatched. Um on yeah. talent and, and and the kind of it's not really Cantonaccio anymore but it's fairly defensive compared to the way their opponents play and it, and it didn't work out and I as much as I'd love to see an Italian side win because nobody's won since Inter and in, I think what was it 2010 um, they're going oh, me up against yeah. it yeah. yeah
1: here's a here's a fun stat <clears throat> so Inter have played 12 Champions League matches so far this campaign they have nine clean sheets how many goals do you guys think they've conceded in those three matches that they they didn't have a clean sheet
2: oh it's a lot because i know they gave up like three to Bayern, and i know they gave up like at least two to psg it's got to be like eight or nine in those three games
1: yeah it's eight so it, yeah. it was two to Bayern, three to barca three to benfica yeah i'm right, sorry three, barca. three best yeah. teams they've
0: played probably on paper
1: yeah so it's one of those things where it's like feast or famine with their defense yeah. they're, they're either gonna have a clean sheet or they're gonna give yeah. up a bunch so nick let's yeah, put I, that yeah. in our, our file for for our, for yeah. our preview yeah episode. it's gonna be a good one no doubt. Yeah,
0: I don't know what Screenyard's injury is, but if they no, don't have. Yeah, him back, at this
2: point, he's not coming back. There's no yeah, way.
0: It, w- without him, it, it becomes more difficult because I, I just imagine a Cherokee trying to stop Holland, and it's no no disrespect for Cherokee. He's been a good defender and setting out for a while. I don't know yeah. if he's got what it takes to uh, slow Holland down.
1: We'll see.
0: All right. So that wraps the Champions League for now. Obviously, these guys will be back with the Champions League final preview in a couple weeks, right? What are we looking at? First weekend in June, the, the Champions League final?
1: Yep. Yeah, so I'm we'll right. we'll be back the the Monday. Well, I guess it, it's on a Sunday, so we'll probably yeah, it's yeah, a weekend we'll, match,
0: yeah. We'll,
1: we'll we'll figure out when we're gonna release it. We may have to do it. I guess it'll be the leagues will be done, so maybe we'll do our, our usual Thursday drop for that one.
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe that'll be our regular episode um, in that in that week. So we'll see. We'll obviously, guys, follow us on social media. You'll know when it drops, um, and we'll break that one down more in depth. So buy or sell this week, guys. The leagues are starting to kind of wind down. That doesn't mean there's nothing to play for though. Three matches left in. In both England and Italy, a couple, I know English sides have another match or two to play because of, you know, cancellations for FA Cup and stuff. But we're focused on the relegation battles in in these two episodes, by ourselves, one from England, one from Italy, because with City winning last weekend and and Arsenal not winning, it kind of, not that it's it's clinched, it's pretty darn close to being clinched.
2: As Um, called by this podcast, probably two months ago, just for what it's worth.
0: yeah. One thing I do have to say, as we when we get to Italy too, is we had those six top versus bottom sides last week, and and we had the over under. How many teams that were you know battling for top four type positions would would win? You guys both had over four and a half. I had under, and I think it was only like two of them won or three, yeah. maybe.
1: I think yeah. it was
2: two.
0: I think it was two. I think it yeah. was Juve and Inter, right?
1: We had we're gonna have to make a yeah. new graphic for easy unders, Nick, because yeah. that was <laughs> the easy under. <laughs> yes, it was. So. Just it
0: just shows that these bottom sides still have a lot of fight, and in Italy, things are very inconsistent. So just keep that in mind when you're placing your bets. But we'll start in England with this one Leeds at West Ham must win game for Leeds as there's one point behind Everton, and currently they're that 18th place, the last team to get relegated. West Ham pulled themselves six points clear thanks to the win versus United at the beginning of the month. Do you guys buy or sell Leeds getting a result that pulls them above the relegation zone? Just for quick context, the lines right now it's in London so West Ham is plus 135 the draws plus 260 Leeds plus 185 uh the draw no bet West Ham minus 140 and Leeds plus 105
1: man it's it's tough you know Leeds have not gotten a win since the beginning of April April 4th uh they had a 2-1 over Nottingham Forest and that's obviously why they find themselves in the relegation because it's not like Everton have been you know playing out of their skin lately um they've gotten some timely wins but um you know leads should have been far and clear by by this point. Uh, and a lot of that's because their defense has been absolutely terrible. Um yeah. you know, they've conceded multiple goals I think in like five or six of their last seven matches including five against Crystal Palace, six against Liverpool, four against Bournemouth. Um but if there's a little bit of silver lining, Sam Allardyce is here. He's the relegation uh king in terms of keeping squads up in the Premier League. Just got a result against Newcastle. Um, They were down 2-1 and they managed to get an equalizer. That's a big point. You know, it keeps them within shouting distance of of Everton. Um, So, you know, I I think it's it's certainly possible. Um, West Ham, I don't know. They've been so bad for so long and then flipped up a switch a little bit in April and then all of a sudden are back to their old ways. So it's, it's a tough, it's a oh man. It's a, it really is a coin toss for me. I think I, I'll buy it just because leads are playing for something and, and West Ham are pretty safe. No
2: but I know, disagree. Selling- I, I, yeah, I'm selling, I'm buying West Ham. Um, I think that they have turned the corner. As you said, they're very likely about to win the Europa conference league. Um, I think they're, They had a nice come from behind victory. Will they rotate? Maybe then they don't need to play anything. That's where where I, you know, I. But do you trust Leeds? Do like money on the line? You need Leeds to fucking do something. Do you believe they can do it? And I want them to. Like this, this Leeds versus Everton. This is like kicks and picks gold, right? These are teams we rely on week in and week out for overs to get smashed. We have guests that come on that love these squads. Like we need them, but I just one of them's going down. Let's just let's. Call it what it is at this point, and and I think Everton's a better team. Leeds just cannot figure it out, and I
1: see them giving up two plus goals in this game pretty easily, for sure. A hundred. Okay, yes. so that I will agree with that. I think they're going to give up at least two goals, but there's something that just weirdly will happen in these relegation battles where, you know, maybe it's it's similar to like this Newcastle game, right? Like Newcastle, miles better squad than than West Ham. We can both agree on that. And yet Leeds conceded two and that they managed to score two. Um, I don't think West Ham's defense is even close to being as good as Newcastle's. Newcastle's defense was a, was I think the best in the league for the first half or, or two thirds yeah, of the season good long time. Um, so if they can put two against, you know, Newcastle, maybe there's some urgency, maybe big Sam has figured something out that can kick, get them three against West Ham and potentially get the three points. So, you know, what? I've talked myself into it. I'm going to buy, Leeds getting a win against West Ham and putting a whole hell of a lot of pressure on Everton to get a result against Wolves this weekend.
0: Yeah, I don't know if they'll even get a win, but when you say result, a result could be a draw because if they draw and Everton lose, that does pull them above the relegation zone because a goal differential right now is just one goal. Um, and the reverse fixture was a 2-2, so they can score on West Ham. They've proven that already. I, th- I think they get at least a draw here. I do. I think. I think the rotation is going to happen for West Ham to some extent because they are safe. They don't have to worry about Getting anybody injured by playing them twice in a four-day span, um, I think that's going to be the difference. I, I think yeah. the the Thursday conference league match that's going to require the the right you know your best eleven available, and then you're going to see rotation Sunday. And I think Leeds will find a couple goals.
2: Yeah, I hope so. I hope I'm wrong. Like I I don't want to be right, but I just see West Ham going to work in this one.
0: All right, so let's flip it over to Italy. This one is actually a relegation six-pointer. Uh, it's Lecce hosting Spezia. Lecce is on thirty-two points. Spezia on thirty, coming off that win against Milan two 0 or I believe it was two 0 Um, sure Verona was. also on thirty points. One of those three will join Cremonese and Sampdoria and Serie B next season. Just for context, Verona does have the toughest schedule. Scott, you looked it up before. It's it's pretty it's brutal like, for them. It's like
1: Atalanta. They've got they've got Milan. It's it's not looking good.
0: Yeah. Um. So they're they're playing elsewhere. They're playing Atalanta. These two teams are playing head to head. So maybe a draw for both is good enough. But uh Lecce being the home team, 2 points ahead of the other two teams. Do you buy them getting a decisive win at home that will all but guarantee salvation and just to give you the lines on that one. Uh Lecce pretty big favorites at home, plus 110, Spezia is plus 245, draw plus 205. Lecce draw no bet is minus 195 and Spezia is plus 150. Um first time these teams met, I looked it up, zero zero uh, uh, I believe it was back in January. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the under is definitely favored. Uh, that is at minus one seventy. Is under two and a half right now. Yeah. So the book's not expecting goals yeah. based on past history and and the such.
2: Um, I I will make it very easy. I am buying that result. I think the odds in this case tell us everything we need to know. You you look at it and you say, okay, it's Leche. They're at home. I think they have a better squad, and um. This, this game pretty much guarantees salvation for them if they can win, right? That's a five-point cushion. I would cushion. say five
0: with two left. I think they're pretty um, darn safe.
2: They, they should be drowning. okay, so I, I think they get it done here. And they've been scoring goals lately. I don't have it in front of me, but I feel like every game I watch, they definitely They were moments scoring.
0: away from your Saudi out um, campaign, really gaining full steam. Uh, Malika Ray Savage might have saved uh, Saudi's oh, right. Your, in, in your campaign, at least.
2: Yeah, don't worry the campaign moves on this week but we'll get to that.
1: Yeah. Four goals in their last 5 games, Nick. Yeah, Leche. that's a lot for them. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> yeah, I'll 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 go against Nick again just for the sake of it. I mean it, it is tough to make this case cuz of what we saw against Inter, you know, in, in the midweek both this week and last week, but Spezia getting a 2-0 win against Milan is a pretty promising result. I think it shows that maybe they're taking things um you know, up a notch in terms of their determination to stay in, in Serie A this year, this, this, or for next season. So I, I think going on the road, playing in a, a match that is all or nothing, they'll be the team that's out on the front foot. Um, and it, it might be as simple as, hey, the team that scores first gets three points. Um, so I, I, that's what I'll hope for. And I'll take Spezia to win this one.
0: So let me ask you this. When was the last time Spezia won a match before they beat Milan last week? Let's rub it into Milanisti a little bit. Sorry, Michael Lisi, but we have to point <laughs> this out.
2: Um, Let's see. We're in the month of May. We're middle of May. The league came back probably the middle of January. I'm going to say like the first week of February.
1: <laughs> no way. Spezia? Scott, Scott um, you
0: laugh. You laugh, Scott. Nick is actually pretty close. It's actually even worse than that. I'm scrolling oh. back through their schedule. A lot of draws, so they did. They have picked up points. But their last outright win was January 15th, 1-0 against Torino. No way. I'll, I'll go back through the fixtures real quick. I will, just I will throw <laughs> a challenge practice. flag
1: because they, they beat Inter March 10th, 2-1.
0: Oh, I missed that one. I'm sorry. I missed that one. So they Ooh, just want to think... They just have a thing for the Milan sides. I I was scrolling yeah. so quick I missed that one. But okay, so, so besides So two the, wins
2: in January. Two, two wins in January. Yeah. Two wins against the, potential
0: top four squads. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Champions League semi-finalists. Champions League semifinalists, yeah. So <laughs> All that, right. that here, speaks a little here, bit here, to those Coach, lines make, in the Champions League. I'll make your case for you. When do you think their last away win was? Oof. I mean, cuz both of those wins against Milan and Inter were at home.
0: It was the the Torino one back in January.
1: Yeah, January fifteenth. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, and that's not to say Leche's been great because they were they looked yeah. a lot safer about a month ago, and they they've been fading too. And- that is
1: the tale of a relegation scrapped team, right? Like that's yeah. they don't win, so they get them put themselves in these desperate situations, and then that extra motivation is seemingly enough to pull out results against teams who at this point maybe don't have much to play for. So I know that you know you guys are saying that Leche are, are still very much in the danger zone here. I I am less inclined to say so. Um, you know, based off of Verona's schedule, I think if they get a point here, they're fine.
0: I, I think this could be one where I would say a draw might be the most likely outcome. Because I think both sides know if if they can get a draw, they they would probably be in an advantageous position against Verona. I mean, you you have to think Atalanta on paper should beat them, right? I don't know if they will or not, but we'll see. But Verona could very likely be stuck on thirty. These two teams get a point; they're in a good position with. Um, Verona potentially closing against Milan, who might need a win to get top four, right? So, yeah. um, so
1: I, I mean, I guess if you're if you're Spezia and and Lecce, you look at Verona's matchup against uh, Empoli. I think that's the only one that they have yeah, that's yeah. you know potentially a, a win, and I think that's at least at home for Verona. So yeah, you is. look at that and you say if if Verona can get three points from that, then we have to go out and win this. Um, but if we look at this and say like, hey, Empoli can get a draw there, then all we need here is a point, and both of us are safe.
0: So Spezia closes after this with Torino at home. So a team that they have beaten and mm-hmm. um, Roma away. Roma at that point huh. probably will be out of top four. focused on hopefully the Europa have final, have, right? They'll be have, focusing have on the wanted, Europa League
1: final to kind of get their the second League consecutive
0: a few days before, hopefully yeah. all fingers crossed. And then uh, lock. looking it's at Leche, this is what he does. We're looking at Monza and Bologna away and then home. So teams huh. that are comfortably mid table
1: yeah coach so. who do you who are you hoping Roma get in the Europa final are you hoping for S- it, Sevilla or are you hoping for Juve it, fuck no
0: there, there's a good
1: storyline
0: both ways because I think uh, a, a matchup against another Italian team especially Juve would be interesting
2: have Roma them. beaten Sevilla ever in their history like in the 190 year history of Roma have they ever beaten Sevilla because I, mean, I, I looked have, it up and they have many times not. they've
0: played zero but, zero wins okay
2: so, I made that up but I don't feel like they've ever beaten Sevilla
0: Uh, The reason I would say I kind of want Sevilla is because Monchi's in charge of Sevilla these days after he fucking gutted Roma and destroyed that team for a few years, and they haven't been back to the Champions League since, thanks to him. Um, So I wouldn't mind beating Sevilla in a final. Um, All right, so let the record
1: show, Wednesday night, May 17th at 8.30 p.m., coach is saying, we want Sevilla.
0: And then guess what? If Roma loses, you guys win money. So I'm doing you a favor. That's true. That is true. Defending champs. But um, yeah. can you imagine an Allegri-Mourinho final? Because that was brought up on my other podcast. I would rather oh, not. That is yeah. like
2: watching ISIS take on Al-Qaeda.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. So that's going to wrap our buy and sell. We are moving on to our hat trick of picks. We finally had a, a good week, guys, right? We bounced back six and four. We were plus, I think, uh, unit and a half just about. Um, pushed our, our season back to plus 11 and a half. So we're, we're moving on back <laughs> in the right direction as the season starts to, to close. You guys did pretty good in Champions League picks. So hopefully uh, we can continue that trend.
1: And I think we've almost guaranteed ourselves a winning season at this point too. If I've done the math, we're, we're pretty close. Unless we yeah, managed to tough. go like two to bomb and really bad, right? 18 yeah. over our last 20 or worse, then I think we're okay. Yeah, I so like that. what we'll do is we'll start ourselves off with a plus money winner for my Love first lock of the week, and that's going to be full of money line at home versus crystal palace. It's plus 145. 45. has actually been looking a lot better lately. They scored, I think seven goals in their last two matches. Mitrovic is back. Um, and obviously they're trying to finish their, their first campaign back in the premier league on a high note. So um, I think that they're going to be out and, and looking like their former selves where I think in the first half of the season, they had 31 points, which would have put them really close to European qualification um meanwhile on the other side crystal palace we've talked about them for the last month or so they're this this jekyll and hyde club where they will have really good performances one week and then just absolutely shit the bed the next week nick cashed on them last week as yes. they had two goals for them um so i think we're gonna fade them this week uh hope that they put put in a, a Hyde like performance and, and get a fulham win here for almost plus a full unit and a half I love, yeah,
2: before I knew Scott took it, I was nominating this for a pod lock of the week because I love this bet.
3: All right.
0: Uh, I'm going all steady out this weekend, boys. I'm starting with Sassuolo against Monza, which is the Friday match, over two and a half at minus 130. Sassuolo's our original over, easy oversized yes. of the podcast, and the goals have started to flow again in recent weeks with uh, three of their last five hitting the over, including a, a 4-2 loss to Inter last week that the goals were really flying in. Monza does play quite a few undermatches, but I think they get a couple on the Nero Verde, and I can't see Sassuolo being shut out at home. So I, I think we're looking at a three-goal game here, maybe like a 2-1 Monza win, I'm feeling.
2: Yeah, this is we, We've hit the stage in the season where there's only so many weeks left, so we have to ride this trend, and Sassuolo's back. So we have three weeks to ride it, and you've done the right thing.
0: Yeah, and I think with two um, mid-table type teams that play pretty open, especially Sassuolo, they play pretty open. I, th- I think it lens to goals here because nobody's be scared of losing the match or you know and just hopefully that the the forwards are motivated to score
2: okay so I'm going to do the Italian version of this West Ham match it is Fiorentina at Torino Fiorentina draw no bet plus 130 this is why I like it because the odds don't make sense Fiorentina has been very hot for us over the past two months I, I don't think we can abandon them now Torino still stink I cannot remember for the life of me the last time they were a favorite Which is super fishy, and I think the reason is is Fiorentina is probably going to be rotating their squad. They're down in the Europa in the Conference League, right? I believe they're down or they're even.
0: They're they're down a goal, right? They blew. Right, they're down a goal, right? So
2: they're going to be going all in, um, for that. So definitely going to be a a lot of rotation. But the beauty of this Fiorentina side is their their starters and their substitutes. At least they're like top four or five guys off the bench. They're all kind of the same quality, so they're not really getting a drop off of anybody that's starting versus not. So um, they're kind of getting those contributions. I think the draw no bet is really safe here. It's at plus money. Um, and and I just have to go against Torino. Always will.
1: Yeah, this is a crazy line because at first I was like, oh, well, this is just home cooking, right? Like Torino at home must have a great record. They haven't won at home since March 6th. they are They've got three losses and two draws in their last five matches at home. So very weird number from the yep. books on this one. Let's see. All right. Well, shift into my second lock of the week. I'm going with a pick that we tried as the pod lock of the week last week didn't come through for us, and that's going to be Manchester City this time versus Chelsea. Both teams to score it's at plus one hundred. I don't know how the pod lock didn't hit last week. Uh, oh. Everton generated one point eight xg and netted <laughs> zero insane. goals for us, yeah. so. Insane. Uh, I do have a little bit more faith, oddly enough, in Chelsea scoring here, which sounds crazy to say because they have been terrible offensively in the month of April, but in May they've turned a new leaf. They've actually scored in three consecutive matches, netting, uh, six goals over that time period. So, um, I'm also thinking there's an opportunity for city to rotate a bit now that they pretty much have the league locked up. They're going to be focusing everything on this champions league final. Um, everything is in that basket because it's, they'll never have a better opportunity to lift a, a champions league cup than this season. So I think there might be a little bit of rotation here. Even if they rotate, they'll have enough to score at home against Chelsea. So that's not really the concern. It's just whether or not Chelsea can get at least one against a even not rotated mediocre defense um, for for City by their standards, right? They're going to have probably a Kanji in there. I don't know if Ruben Diaz will play. He'll if if they're not rotating, he will. But if you know Pep is thinking he's resting any of his guys, that'll be the first one that sits on the bench. Um, which means you'll have some sort of makeshift backline between like a Kanji and stones and maybe Laporte. All
0: right. And I'll tell you how Everton did not score the 1.8 XG. It's it's gotta be the Cerruti curse because he's a Roma and an Everton fan. And that sounds like a Roma XG where they barely (laughs) get a goal. Right. So I I think it's gotta be that. Yeah, Yeah, that's gotta be. I will
1: validate that theory. That's a hundred percent why.
0: All right, so I'm going with Inter, draw no bet at Napoli, minus 130 for my second pick. I know it might sound you know crazy picking a team at the San Paolo with the way Napoli's been this season, but Inter's riding high after advancing to the UCL final by dispatching of, of Milan of all clubs, their biggest rival. Um, this game means a, a heck of a lot more to the Nerazzurri, who are looking to lock in a Champions League spot next season by finishing top four. Um, they have plenty of quality to match Napoli side that has nothing to play for and really hasn't played that well in recent weeks. I called that Monza result last week. I didn't think they would win two nothing. Um a little more decisive than I I anticipated, but
2: heartbreaking under for yeah. some people on this podcast. Oh,
0: yes, the under was yes, very tough for you in that one. Um I I just think that with Inter being on 66 points, they could clinch a Champions League place. They're 5 ahead of Milan. This, yep. this would pretty much wrap it up for them.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um so I'm <laughs> stick with me here, boys. I am going to take the last place team in Serie A. Sampdoria, plus one and a half goals. This is plus 130 at Milan. Now, I know it seems crazy, but I want somebody to show me
1: where Milan's goals are coming from. Anybody. have done this before, and I said they don't score. So, you've so I mean, seen it. They don't score. This,
2: so, Samp, what's nuts to me is they're plus 1,200 on the money line. I, I Granted, they're the last place team, and they suck. That's just downright disrespectful and insane for what's almost a meaningless regular season game. I mean, yeah, Milan's still fighting for Champions League. Um, But I think this is like a one-goal win for Milan. I think Samp is – this is a balls-to-the-wall game for them. They could look to play a little bit of a spoiler. They'll get some guy – like might be like Quietella's last game ever, or maybe they'll get some young guys in there with something to prove or or whatever. But um, I don't think Milan wins by more than two goals. So uh, I love this bet. (laughs)
0: Looking back at their schedule from March on, I'll start at March 4th, which was their first match in March. So you're looking at two and a half months. They've scored a total of one, uh, two, three matches in that span that they've scored more than a goal. It was the 2 nothing against your your Lazio side, which was kind of shocking a couple weeks Brutal. ago. Yeah. Uh, shocking nothing to some. 2 against Lecce and that, that 4 nil drubbing they put on Napoli at the beginning of April. Other than that, it's been one goal or less in every other match they've played in that time.
2: There you go. So plus goals, plus money. My two favorite things.
1: All right. Speaking of teams that don't score my third and final lock of the weekend, by the way, didn't mention this, but went three and oh last weekend. Got to give myself credit. It's been a while. I'm going with a a tried and true bet that's worked for me for many, many, many months, basically since the beginning of this podcast. And that's going to be a Wolves under. So I'm taking Wolves versus Everton under two and a half. It's minus one twenty five. Wolves at home have been really, really good lately. Um, I think they've got five straight wins and uh, they've kept five clean sheets in six of their last home matches. So defense definitely leading the way for them there. That's kind of where my, my Wolves under bets have have always stemmed from is their ability to to at least keep the other team out of the the back of the net. Everton's form admittedly has been pretty decent. I think they've gotten multi-goal games in four of their six uh, away matches as they try to fight their way out of relegation, but Honestly, this, if you look at this Everton squad, this is not a team that's built to score 70 goals a game. And that's the run rate that they're currently at on these away matches. So I think there's gonna be a little bit of regression to the mean here. I think this is gonna be a game where maybe they struggle a bit more. We just saw that they generated 1.8 XG against city and still couldn't get a goal. So, um, I think as long as wolves kind of keep their, their chances limited here, I don't think that you can really count on Everton getting, uh, some clinical finishing out of anybody besides maybe, maybe Dominic Calvert-Lewin, um, so I like the under here. Um, I like Wolves kind of keeping Everton frustrated, and I don't really trust Wolves to get more than like a goal in this match.
0: All right. I'm going to close it out with a different team of Wolves. I'm going to go with a, a Roma bet here, but I'm going with Salernitana plus one at Roma on Monday, minus 105. Uh, I can see this match either being a draw or a close Roma win after the Giallorossi will likely rotate heavily after playing Thursday's Europa League semifinal. Um, especially if Roma advances, then Mourinho is probably going to really – play it safe with some of his bigger players in these last few matches ahead of that final. Uh, the reverse fixture in August was a one nothing Roma win. I, I see a similar result in this one, maybe a close win, maybe a draw, but I think at worst you're pushing uh, here with Salerno Tana.
2: Scott, do you want the lock of the season? <laughs> Hit me. Roma, minus 1.5. Okay. Lock of the season. Because when is Coach Steve ever in the history of this podcast, since you've known him, when is he ever bet against Roma? Here's the thing. I'm not betting
0: for them to lose, right? It could, it could, it's just that <laughs> no, I no, you're betting a win for them to lose.
1: Reasonable. No, no, no. You're but betting for if
0: if, if you saw them play bologna last week, there was one oh, good I chance did. that Bologna had, and it was it was pretty much a sleep fest. It, you know,
1: I mean they gotta get ready for, for Sevilla in the, the final.
0: Your mouth to the Calcio God's ears.
2: The... <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of bologna, they have been good to us but they've let me down last week um they did and i guess in our buyer sell they got a result in that zero zero draw against roma um but they are taking on Cremonese. draw no bet is minus 130 which is absolutely insane um this feels like a good spot for them to get back to form and really solidify that like 10th to 12th spot that they're you know aiming for here um, but all joking aside, I think a, a loss here relegates Criminese, and this just seems kind of like the final nail in their coffin. Um, and th- I just think Bologna, you know, they've been trotting out good players. They've been mixing it up, and, and Mota wants to finish the season strong and potentially show that he deserves reinforcements or, if you believe rumors, maybe move on to a bigger club. So I, I think this is a spot to start doing it.
0: Yeah, and I, I think it's crazy that Criminese wasn't the first team relegated. It just kind of speaks to how bad Sam's been.
2: Yeah, Sam's awful until
1: this week at Milan. Yeah.
2: All,
1: All right.
0: right, Scotty, you got the podlock right. This is your podlock of the your, week, your brainchild here.
1: We've got we've got to get a win here because we're I think we're on a three game losing streak. So we're gonna go a little unorthodox. We're gonna go with some of our prop picks that we usually put up on Patreon. Um, this week we're going with a Brighton win and under three and a half Harley, It's plus one ten. Brighton, of course, are at home versus Southampton. Brighton looking to secure a champ or not champions, a European qualification spot for next season. They're very much in a good position to do so. Southampton at this point are officially relegated. They have literally nothing to play for. They are on the road in this one. So it's not even like they have to show up for the home fans. I think they are pretty much beaten and down bad. Um, They've gotten just one point in their last six matches, which was an unbelievable 3-3 draw to Arsenal just as bad as you can get for arsenal fans like you are the only team that has given a point to the southampton squad in almost 2 months um so really like the brighton are going to win like that's that's the the clear cut of it the question here is whether there's going to be four goals in this game southampton can't score the only time they score is off of james ward james ward prowse free kicks we talk about that time and time again brighton their offense has been good i'll give them credit right they've gotten three plus goals in four of their last five matches but I think this is a game where they just know that they only need a handful of goals and that's enough. Maybe they take their foot off the gas. um, And I I don't see them getting four in this one against Southampton. I think Southampton will do a little bit, they'll do just enough to keep it from being that embarrassing. And just to show you how much value
2: we've extracted from this game, um, Brighton is minus 450 money line favorite. So uh, just adding this little tweak here, got got us the plus money, Incredible, Almost
1: as bad as Manchester City versus Inter Milan. right
0: all right that'll do it so you have our our 10 locks of the week aiming for another plus money week hell yeah we've we've been posting our free mls plays we've got five matches in play tonight hopefully we'll hit some of those and uh follow our patreon page for for our free picks that we tend to do weekly for those we've got our our paid subscription just five dollars a month you're getting scotty's premier league uh player props and team props and things like that on the weekends. and uh thanks for listening and we'll catch you guys next week